Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. My name is Cracker, and this is episode 41. Uh, very small cast this week. I just have one bean with me. How you doing, Chewy? I'm good. How are you, man? Very well, thank you. This was actually supposed to be an evergreen. We've got it in the can. It's all recorded, but some news came out this week. Yeah, a, a little announcement. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that there's this brand new type of card you're allowed to play now. It's called Instance. Yeah, I, look, so the reason that we're, you're not hearing an Evergreen episode right now, as Cracker alluded to, is it's not because of a band announcement per se. It's the the excited, uh, you know, a, a little boy that is Cracker. Correct. That his, uh, his nemesis to Fairy Time Reveler has been, has been banned and he's like, I don't care what we've got in the can. I don't care how like poignant it is. I, I want to talk about Teferi being banned. That is exactly so. right. All right. <laughs> so, so, so before we get into that, we, we should talk about our amazing sponsors of this podcast. So absolutely Josh should. and Pat. Yes. Yeah. How good are they? Uh, They're the I, best. I uh, actually got some cards this week, which is great. Um, it's becoming a recurring theme, actually. Uh, so, yeah, the Magic Beans podcast is brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, which is a Facebook auction page. And uh, they're, they're legit, right? They've got a full-time auctioneer, so someone dedicated to, to posting auctions every single day with premium auctions on the weekend. And I'll tell you what, some like a lot of the auctions on the weekend are out of my price range, but gee, there's some pretty cards up there. It's just, it's fun to look at. Uh, so check them out. Yeah, they, they have a, an amazing array in multiple auctions every week. And everything from, you know, your casual kitchen table or, or commander cards right up to some, you know, high-end, uh, super powerful, you know, or often shiny cards. I, I saw a foil living death the other day, which was pretty nice. Mm. But yeah, so there was, uh, there's always something on there and there's something for everybody. Uh, the full-time auctioneer means that you can, you know, you can be guaranteed that they've got great communication and timely postage and everything's packaged really well it, it is uh, a really really tight ship it's great and uh yeah they they are the cast sponsor uh but they've also yeah thrown thrown their support behind our our league as well which we do talk about a lot but you know our our league the uh, the prizes for for that are uh, are, su- are supplied by Josh and Pat so they're supporting us so uh please jump on their auction sites pick up some bargains and uh, you also can support us by, uh, you know, when you send when you send Pat your uh, your address, tell him that the beans sent you. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that uh, you know you get cheap cards, you have fun bidding, and uh, it supports our leagues, which are a free to run, a free to enter. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. event not not quite free to run, not but quite. a free to <laughs> a free to enter event. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's through, uh, sponsorship like this. So, uh, it's, it's incredible. So really happy to work with, uh, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Shorty, even though he's not here, we're going to say Shorty's going to put that in the show notes multiple times. So he, he will, uh, he'll obviously have the link to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar Facebook page on, uh, on the, the show notes here. So yeah, get on and, uh, and check them out. They're really, really good. Dude, there's some huge bargains to be had. Sorry, I was just looking and like on the auctions that ended tonight, they posted, they post just before the auctions finished to let people know. There's a Triumph of the Hordes at 62% saving. There was a Yarok pre-release foil at 52%. It's like 12 bucks off. So like there's some legitimate good things and we're not talking like one or two cards either. Like if you haven't looked, there's like a hundred plus cards every day that go up. So yeah, there's, awesome. there's like two or three different lots of like 50 odd cards. So 
yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. And you just get to scroll through. There's there's double master stuff that just went up, so I'm gonna have to scroll through that in a little bit. Yeah, after we'll the definitely cast. have to have a look at that. And <laughs> yeah, and and one of the things that I think is a really uh, really nice touch and something really unique about them is the uh, the custom tokens that they send with with every order as well. So uh, I've uh, you know been working my way through. I've got elf and elf and zombies and worm and angel tokens. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, and they you know they they they're quite cool they're unique they're in a in a great style so it's uh you know and you get them just for for winning an auction so get a bargain and some sweet unique tokens it's a so. value man two for one all yeah, right exactly <laughs> so the the thing we were here for uh wizards decided to do their favorite thing and instead of announcing an announcement about an announcement they just went ahead and threw a banned and restricted update to us that nobody knew was coming Right, we had one two weeks ago, which we talked about on the last cast, where you know they unbanned Oath of Nyssa and they didn't do much else. Right, like it was pretty pretty tame. There was a couple of changes to modern, but um, not much. Yeah, there was All a mo- change, no changes to standard, and we we said on on our cast, you know, six weeks to go to rotation, they're not yep. going to touch it. Right. Yeah, yeah, we 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 talked about it explicitly. We're like, all right, so Wilderness Wreck was obviously a huge problem at the um, players tour qualifiers and players to a finals and that kind of stuff and i was like all right well are they going to ban anything and i i literally said no they're just going to write it out they've they've gone this long with you know like wreck and teferi there's you know like eight weeks left until zendikar that that'll be it turns out i don't know anything Podcasts that didn't age well (laughs) yeah they just went ah you think you know what's going on well here we are so uh monday august 3rd there was an announcement for standard wilderness reclamation is banned Growth Spiral is banned. Teferi Time Raveler is banned. Cauldron Familiar is banned. We will go through all these in a second. Uh, Pioneer, Inverter of Truth is banned. Kethis the Hidden Hand is banned. Walking Ballista is banned. Underworld Breach is banned. In Historic, Wilderness Reclamation is suspended, also known as banned. Teferi Time Raveler is also suspended. And in Brawl, Teferi Time Raveler is banned. Wow. wow. Yeah. So they... They threw the ban hammer, picked it up, hit the thing six more times, and then threw it again. Yeah, the, it's a uh, Teferi cop the beating. I tell you what, but it's uh, I I like it honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. When I when I look at this list and I, I look at these cards, uh, I'm I'm all about it. So uh, should we start with Pioneer? Because yeah, let's uh, do that. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I see when I look at this is I go, oh, good. They got rid of all of the degenerate combo decks. Yeah. Which opens the format up. Like we we spoke about it in a, in a previous cast where you know events weren't even firing. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wanted to play against you know Inverter again and again. And if you weren't playing against Inverter, you were getting Kethist or you're getting Underworld breached or they had Heliod and Walking Blister. And it's like I just want to play my my deck, right? Mm-hmm. So so they just went okay. It's a format of of combos. So let's just get rid of them, right? So everything that is just a, you know, not real magic, if, if you like, which when I say real magic, I mean, you know, people slinging spells and interacting and, and actually having a, a game against one another. It's not about, did I stop the combo? No, I lost. You know, it, that that shouldn't be the whole game, right? So a- Absolutely. Yeah. It's so good it's, that that exists, but it shouldn't be the defining factor of a format. So like take legacy right there is like two or three different variants of storm same in vintage you get these like in these older formats even in modern there's been variants of storm right but there's always been checks and balances but because the pioneer card pool is so much smaller 
and because the cards that they've printed in the last couple of years, if you look at the, the list here, Kethis and Underworld Breach are both new cards. Walking Ballista is not that old. It's either. not, but it combos with Heliod, which is one of the brand new cards. Mm -hmm. And then Inverter wins with either Jace Wielder of Mysteries or with Thassa's Oracle. These are all combos decks built around cards that have been released in the last 12 months. So yeah. it, they've, they took a, a good look at it and they, they didn't mess around. Right, like there was some debate as to whether, you know, like you could have just taken it, like dig through time or a couple of these other things to nerf it. And I think they learned from from the Hogak bannings, frankly, you know, uh, twelve months ago. I think it, it might even go a bit further back than that because they, sure. you know, and I, I'm not mentioning it just because I haven't mentioned it for a while. But <laughs> KCI, you, you know, they could have banned Mox Opal at the time, or they could have banned Scrap Troll or whatever. And they went, no, KCI is a and, and it fixed the problem rather than mucking around. And then it took them a while to get to that again with Hogak. Um, but I think, yeah, they, they've definitely learned that lesson now yeah. where they, they don't try to weaken combo decks. They just ban the problem card. And yep. I think that's great. Yeah, for sure. It's so, I mean, look, we, I mean, as we said, we haven't really played, none of us have played Pioneer since like February when the format was still really fresh. a single game of pioneer oh no because you were working the whole event yeah yep yep absolutely but, uh, like the, honestly the format never really grabbed me <laughs> so well, there's, there's, there's that too yeah but so we we're not experts by any stretch we we you know we keep an eye on what's going on and you know we keep across some of the news and, and things that are happening who knows the format is now wide open right they've literally just torn the lid off it again and it's basically starting fresh so i imagine that there'll be like some you know like mono black aggro was really good it had thought seas and you know like a bunch of disruptive um, and early aggressive creatures and things. But, I mean, do, yeah. I, I think you can back to play whatever you feel like. Well, the, the thing that appealed to you guys when we were gearing up for the, for the bushfire event and such was that you could just play the deck that you wanted to play. Like, it mm -hmm. was the Wild West, if you like. Yeah, and it was. And, and then along came, you know, the, the Pinkertons and the, these Marshalls and uh, whatever it might have been <laughs> and just, you know, completely, um, you know, <laughs> well, no, no, then they released Thassa's Oracle and Underworld Breach and Heliod. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the format, format just took this, yeah, massive, massive turn. And, yeah. you know, people vote with their feet as well. Yeah, so, yeah, so people, people stop playing. So, um, like, they, we'll get into it a little bit, but they did mention in the announcement that, you know, in the situation that the world finds itself in right now, people are playing more online magic. They're playing more Modo. They're playing more Arena. So... Uh, they want to have things as open and accessible as possible to people. So the idea of jumping into a Pioneer event and just getting inverted or Kethist or breached or whatever, you know, five times in a league is not appealing. So people weren't showing up. So yeah, they, want, yeah. they want to mix it up to, you know, get people in there. So It's, it's interesting because in the previous banner restricted announcement, they said that, you know, look, inverted doesn't have – uh, a particularly broken win percentage like it's good it's very strong but it's not in the range where we just go it's like 70 percent against the field we have to do something because it's oppressive but they obviously listened to all the feedback about the fact that it just it wasn't fun no one wanted to play against it and and they have to take into consideration the fact that if no one is enjoying it it doesn't matter how good the deck is if it wins it's like people hating losing to um the Allosaurus Rider combo in Modern, right? Where you, you get like turned to Gristlebrand. Yeah, the Neoform deck. Yeah, people hate that, right? They absolutely hate losing that, but it's got a terrible win percentage. Yeah. So it, it'd be one of those things if they just went, right, we're going to ban Neoform Allosaurus Rider, be like, oh, fair enough. It's a miserable play experience. I get it. So 
it's and one of the things that I think is interesting here is uh, Kethis. I hadn't heard anyone talking about Kethis ever. I'd certainly heard people complaining about Inverter, Underworld Breach, and Heliod combo, but they obviously just went, well, here's the next most generate combo deck, and it's starting to get a little traction. Let's just nerf it. And they just they got ahead of it, which I think is really good. Very clever. And trying to read where the metagame will be after bannings, I think, is a, a, a thing that you know, we'll be hit and miss at times, but yes. I, I think it's a, a really good metric. And uh, when we get into standard, I think they've done that a little bit there as well. Yeah. And look, it also gets back to, and this is probably, you know, like one of the last things about Pioneer, it gets back to this, the, the initial premise of the format was we will ban and unban cards aggressively. And they did that for the first few months and people really liked it because they knew what they were getting into. And Wizards did, they, they actively banned cards and they unbanned cards and, you know, like, things happened and the format kept lively and then it just kind of sat for a while and yeah, it sat nothing. with these broken decks and then they just rose to the top and everyone was like well what happened to our original premise here guys like what happened to the active bands and unbands and i think they kind of went well we should get back to that again and it's great i hope they keep it up because it's a tool that can be used and given where we are now i mean most people who are playing magic online are using like card hiring services anyway so if your card gets banned or you just give it back to you know, mana traders or whatever, and just get the next thing. Yeah, and if you're playing, and if they're banning cards in standard or historical brawl or whatever, uh, they ban them. You get the wild cards back. So it, it's not the it's not the same impact to to players as it once was. Yeah, and it's a um, you know, with less paper magic being played, it's also yeah less of an impact. So yeah, right. I think that's uh, I think that's definitely a. Uh, a good thing for them to be doing and something that they promised to do and then just kind of forgot <laughs> almost yeah. for, for the longest time. So coming back to that is is all good. Uh, yep, I, well I done. Like it. I'm interested in Pioneer again for the first time since it came out because Pioneer. of these fans. Yeah, I mean, so Brawl, uh, I have never played a game. I have never built a deck. I've never even looked at deck lists. I know but roughly what it is. But you're still happy that Teferi is better. Listen, man, the, just the fact that you can't play Teferi anywhere on Arena, I mean- it's, yeah. a good, it's a good day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you're a blue-white control player and then, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I I wish I had a wild card for every time that I tried to cast an instant into fairy. I just never learned. Yeah, neither did I. And I did see a tweet a couple of weeks ago where people were actually logging complaints yes. um, to the arena dev saying that I, I tried to cast my instant and I couldn't. They minused to fairy, so his... Uh, can't cast spells at instant speed thing shouldn't ever be, mm-hmm. you know, shouldn't have been working, but it, you know, not picking up that's a static ability, but it was just unfun. It was confusing for new players and, um, you know, the card's OP should have been an extra mana. What can I say? Yep. Okay. okay. So which one do you want to talk about? Brawl? Uh, sure. If you play that, I'm sure you're either happy or not that it's gone. Cool. Have fun with your format. Yeah. Well- Drop us a tweet and let us know what's good about it and we'll check it out. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's talk about historic because we yeah, had the arena open and the pro tour finals and, and such. There's been a bit of historic happening uh, at the moment. And what we saw in the pro tour finals was a field of decks playing wilderness reclamation mm-hmm. or decks tuned to beat wilderness reclamation. And one of the most effective decks to beat wilderness reclamation was a wilderness reclamation deck splashing white for Teferi. Uh, put two copies into the top eight. Uh, did it actually win the whole I, event? It may I have. think it did, yeah. I didn't actually watch it. 
but yeah, it's a when the format gets to that point where it's like, oh, can't beat them, join them, but I'll put my hate cards into into that as well and splash a whole extra color just for this card because it's so good. You just yeah, there was a problem. Is and that like Hercules Recall in Merfolk? It's exactly like Hercules Recall in Merfolk. It's just. Uh, a savage metagame call. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was correct, right? The, the, <laughs> yeah. So the, the mana is really yeah. good in standard at the moment with the triomes and, and all the shock lands and things in, in and historic, uh, Fable Passage. Uh, yeah, we, yep, oh, sorry, absolutely. yes, in Historic. Even, yeah, exactly. It was basically free. So why wouldn't you? Like, if, if you know your opponent's entire endgame is built around casting a giant instant in their end step and you just basically remove their end step. And more than 50% of your matches, you just have this amazing silver bullet that yeah. just hoses them, right? Or it forces the game to become around it again. You know, there were there were things like the is it oh it's not Magma Quake, but it's one of those ones. There's an instant yep. speed deals X damage to creatures and Yeah, red, talkers. red and X. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's that, which was, you know, starting to see a lot of play for dealing with cards like Narset and Teferi and things. So there was like this weird whole totally inbred metagame, particularly in the you know, we saw it in the players to a finals because they're all very good players. They all knew that, you know, Wreck was the best deck, so they're all going to play it and, and trying to just eke out those edges. And look, I, as I mentioned in the last cast, I dialed into coverage a couple of times and both times it was a team of Wreck mirror and I just wasn't interested in, in seeing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, div- diversity of the format is um, good. And, you know, just seeing, you know, Teferi, it's a three-mana card, it's a cheap card, and the entire game just warps around it. Like everything, you know, I think back to, you know, Umazawa's Jite, right? If someone had landed a Jite, the entire game revolved around that. And that's just, that's just too powerful. You know, it, it's too fa- powerful at, at three mana, at, at two mana, whatever it might have been. Um, so it's, if, if it's a, if it's a four mana, five mana card, you know, if, and I'm thinking like six mana planeswalkers. That's fine for the game to revolve around that if you've gotten to six mana and re- resolve that spell and it has and been able to untap with it. That's fine, but doing it on turn three or you know however you know turn four to have a mystical dispute up, whatever you might have been doing, uh, it's just too soon and the, it warps the game too early. So I um I, I think it's a really good ban from from both aspects, uh, both wilderness reclamation, which we're Sorry, we're talking about Teferi a lot, <laughs> but both bands are, are good because they they make the games more interactive, uh, and they they make the games um, you know like broken mana engines. Who'd have thought, right? Yeah, free free mana. When did we ever say that was a good th- good idea? Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, so ban the card that makes the game all about it, and ban the broken mana engine. Like when you just put it into those simple contexts. Uh, it's hard to argue with. And then you look at the numbers and you look at the, the coverage and you look at the, you know, the unfunness. And, you know, we mentioned in the previous cast, you know, Wilderness Reclamation, you could play Mono Red, you could play Gruul, play Mono Black Aggro because, you know, you can get under them. But in Historic, with Field of the Dead and, and, and the like, it, that's not an option. So, you know, the deck the deck's not a good, it's not a good deck for the health of the format. Yeah, it, it makes it really difficult to also be able to build a deck to beat both extremes because you've got, you know, you had wreck and and particularly like we were saying, the Field of the Dead wreck decks at one end, which were these, you know, extremely powerful 
explosive endgame decks where you couldn't go over the top of them because if you gave them, you know, like just a couple of turns, they're, they're cycling sharks, they're, they're drawing extra cards with, you know, small explosion expansions, and then they, they just draw a huge one and, you know, they, they can sculpt their hand really well. So you need to kill them very quickly. But they get to the big end game faster because they're doubling their mana. They yeah. do, exactly. But the other challenge is then you go, okay, to do that, I need to bring in like wilts and I need to have interactive things that deal with disenchantments, right? Yeah. And then at the, the other end, you've got goblins, which is a like 36 goblin creature deck. And yeah, it, right. it made the format really difficult for, there, there kind of couldn't be any middle ground it was impossible for a mid-range deck to exist because you can literally get turn three muxist and there's still a lot of people who say that you know goblins might need something hit out of it maybe i don't know i i think that now that we don't have the extreme of wreck you can actually build your deck to to take advantage of the fact that goblins is just a creature deck it's it's very powerful it's very explosive but you can interact with it but being able to try and deal with both ends of the spectrum is just impossible. Like, I mean, what control de- deck can do that? Or what mid-range or tempo deck? Like, you just can't. So it's like Mono Blue, right, had particularly um, a good matchup against Wilderness Reclamation because a lot of cheap threats, evasive threats, right, so you don't care so much about Field of the Dead. And then, you know, like a lot of cheap counter spells and things like that, you can kind of interact with them on the stack. But have you ever played Pono Blue into Goblins, man? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> awful. So It's not pretty. <laughs> so what it does is it just removes agency for players. It's like, oh, I'm, I can, I've got this really good matchup against this deck, but this awful matchup against that deck. So my results in the tournament are entirely dependent on my pairings, not, yeah. not me playing well, drawing well, whatever. It, it's if I don't play one of these two decks – you know, therefore, I'm making a mistake. So the diversity is uh, a massive factor there. So uh, I think it's um yeah they're they're good bands and yeah, um, sure. I'm happy to see it. And you know, historic is kind of it's the hotness right now with with the, with the coverage and the arena opens and things. So it's got a lot of interest. So it's up to you know if wizards want to promote it to be a you know a, a format long long term. And you know we're getting Amonkhet remastered coming. Uh, you know they need to they need to keep people engaged in the format, and I think this helps. Yeah, definitely. So you say it was the hotness, but standard standard is back on the menu, right? I think you'll yeah. find that a, a lot of people, and and like all of us, like on the last cast, we were talking about the fact that apart from the fact that we were playing in our league, we'd all kind of just checked out a standard, right? Like we just weren't particularly enjoying it because we've been playing against these cards for for nearly two years in some cases, and there's you know the the things that you know there's fairy and you know reclamation and and we also talked about the fact that you couldn't really play a good aggro deck because rakdos or Jund sacrifice they just farm creature decks all day yeah so a little bit of what we talked about with historic where you had these like really polarized metagames um standard the poles weren't as far apart because it's a smaller card pool mm-hmm. but it was a similar trend right where you either had to play you either had to play rakdos sack or you had to play a growth spiral deck or a uh, wilderness wreck deck, which often is a, obviously a growth spiral deck, but you had to play Bant or, or something like that as well. So it's a, um, it was starting to be a little bit of a, a stale format in that sense. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 there wasn't those extremes because you just lacked a good aggressive creature deck. There's no, like, there's a lot of cards that are available in Historic through either being older or being introduced through Jumpstart or the anthologies and stuff, which have kind of buffed, 
you know, some of the aggressive formats or some of the aggressive creature decks rather. And th- those options just don't exist currently in standard. Well, also, and I think one of the biggest things with, um, you know, you can play mono red, you can play the mono white deck with Heliod and such, and, you know, you're going to win some games and all the rest of it. But the the more traditional aggressive decks, things like, uh, like Gruul, right? The amount of games that I lose because I didn't have my second red source for for Embercleave, right? Or, or or my second green source for Questing Beast on Curve, right? That that the mana is bad enough that it keeps those things in check. But when you have these other decks that uh, you know, like Wilderness Reclamation, like Growth Spiral, and um, and and the Rakdos Sack deck, they they don't suffer the same fate. And Growth Spiral has a lot to do with that. But you know, one stuff. The, a stumble from the aggressive deck means that they lose, where historically in Magic, you played the aggressive deck and you won when the, the bigger deck stumbled. But the bigger decks just don't stumble. They don't gas out. And they start no. from turn two, right? I- exactly what you're saying. Like, Growth Spiral just let you chain into, you know, like, you could play turn three Nissa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and exactly. Nissa should be your big late game card where if you miss your fourth land, you get punished by these aggressive decks, but you just never miss your fourth land. And, and we saw that with these decks going up to, you know, 28, 30, 32 lands in some cases. Yeah. It's insane. And, and when you look at it, you're like Uro cantrips, gross viral mm-hmm. cantrips, Teferi cantrips. Yep. The- um, New Teferi cantrips. New Teferi cantrips. Yeah. There's so much consistency. Uh, add in Scrylands, you know, people are still playing them. And it just becomes a really uh, hostile environment for somebody who wants to play uh, interactive magic. And, you know, people enjoy, people, you know, engage with the game in different ways. Yep. And it was pushing people that just wanted to play magic because it's a fun game out of the format. And for people that were, you know, happy to play those decks, you know, for a lot of us, uh, it, it wore off. Like I fell out of love with standard. That's why I started playing historic because mm-hmm. there was, there wasn't a deck that I really enjoyed in standard. And now, and, you know, I guess maybe now's a good time to segue into it. Like, we're stuck playing Arena a whole lot more. So much more. Right now, right? So, uh, and that, they actually mentioned this in the article. And, you know, like, so, so I guess, like, what I'm transitioning into, I guess, is why, why did they, they do make this? this? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like six weeks or something until, um, until Zendikar. rotation. Yep. Yeah. So, it's which I'm pumped for, by the way. Yeah, me too. Um, like Zen, original Zendikar is one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite sets. So anyway, but why did they do that? So yes, there was some results that have been put up at at uh, high level events, which you know raised some eyebrows and maybe a red flag. But looking at the amount of games that have been played, both on Magic Online and on Arena, particularly, you know, people are coming to those those platforms a lot more because, you know, paper magic can't happen anymore. Right. Well, not anymore, but right now. And like, for example, you live 10 minutes from me, but because Mm -hmm. it's outside our five kilometer radius, you know, I couldn't even drive to your house to borrow a lawnmower. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's, uh, we, we have to play online. Uh, and if you're, you're playing online and you're playing against the same decks, that's the same repeated play patterns. You're going to get over it. And yeah. uh, for magic, sorry, for magic players right now, this is, you know, playing, playing games online is, is such an important part of their well-being 
as 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 people who are who are locked down, who are um, separated from friends and family with the coronavirus restrictions, particularly here in Victoria uh, and other parts of the world, where you know there's um, you know there's a, there's a lot of fear uh, and there's a lot of anxiety. So people are you know doing the right thing and staying home, which means that they're playing online. And then you know, but if the online play is not good, then you know then the, the, there's going to be some uh, going to be some issues and uh, you know people's well being being part of the considerations for the announcements I like well done wizards on you know I think that's a a really good thing to do and I I do commend them on that because it's a something they didn't really have to do um but doing that to look after their community I think is a really good thing so yeah I absolutely agree it it was a you know a huge shock to to literally everybody like I just I no one I had heard, you know, like none of the podcast and, and none of the other stuff that I follow online had even specced that there would be this announcement, this change. Everyone had just kind of, like I said, settled in for the fact that we were just going to ride it out until until rotation. But they – and look, we'll get Shorty to, to link the article. <laughs> thanks, Shorty. Oh, thanks, Shorty. Uh, they go through their, their, their logic and, and some of it is to do, you know, like power level. And, but it, it does talk to, distinctly about the fact that we, we just are – playing so many more games now and like that's great and they I, I think part of it is that they you know they're trying to look after people but they also with a game like arena because you know it's free to play you're going to have that that two poles of the the base so they they're obviously trying to attract a whole new player base with Absolutely, the, the free yeah. to play and it's flashy and it looks good on twitch and it's fast paced and like you and I, you know, I can sit down and play, you know, 10, 15, 20 matches in an evening, no problems. If I was go to my LGS and go to a standard evening, what, four rounds in more time? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. It's, the, it's just a volume thing. And so Wizards have to be cognizant of the fact that their enfranchised players aren't enjoying it because, you know, standard is kind of, you know, overpowered and, and there's these interactions that they don't want to see all the time but they know that they'll probably come back but at the same time there'll be other people that'll just be like cool i'm gonna go play hearthstone instead or i'm gonna go play like runeterra or you know any of these other games and so they have to Gwent. I, I, yeah yeah i, I imagine <laughs> yeah. they have to be mindful of the fact that they're gonna lose people and i mean they will be looking at these numbers and like the announcement doesn't say that but they'll be looking at the numbers of games that are played and they will see them dropping and knowing that everybody, literally everybody is at home in front of their computer, their number should be spiking, right? Absolutely. So if, if they saw Absolutely. a big drop off, then they that's a really, you know, a good thing to help motivate them. And look, I I really like what they've done. There's actually, uh, Shorty typed out a bunch of stuff because he, he wasn't uh, feeling great tonight, so he couldn't make it. But I'm, I might just read out what he said. He said, I think the bands are great. It's good to see Wizards trying different things by doing immediate bands rather than having dead weeks or uh, of the announcement of the announcement, right, where they'll say, we're going to make bands in these three formats and everyone just stops playing. So yeah. uh, he's saying the mass bands, the bands, the mass bands give us a chance to see standard without the card that everyone's been complaining about. He's also saying he would love to see them just unban the world. <laughs> And see what what the future future league was testing and what it would have looked like. There's no way they'll do that. No, it was, it's a cool hypothetical thing to it, you know it is, bring out Oko and uh, you know Co for a week. But oh man, that yeah. that might also like a good idea. This is not the set of cards to do that. With. <laughs> no, it's really not. 
But no, yeah. So it's, it's really you, you see people do like no band list modern sometimes and things like that. There's some pretty interesting series there. But this is actually currently we have ten cards banned in this has current to be the standard. Most ever right in standard. It's, it, it's equal to there was uh like the the memory jar Zeranorb combo winter way back in like ninety nine. There was about the same amount, but this is the largest single announcement of cards being banned across multiple formats. But yeah, this is the the biggest single band announcement we've ever had. So they're they're doing stuff. They're listening. And I guess that's kind of the great thing. People look, it sucks. And we talk about the fact that you get your, you know, your your wild cards back, but only for the cards that were banned. So, you know, if I invested, you know, 40 wild cards to build, you know, Team of Wreck or whatever. I only get, you know, the gross spirals and, and wilderness reclamations back. So, what, a bunch of commons and uncommons. Or yeah, whatever. you're going to be able to use that mana base for other that's, things. That's and, true. And, and that's such. true. So, you, you could just play adventures or whatever. But um, what, I, what I like about it is I think they, they dip their toe in the water with this timing-wise with, is it Rampaging Ferostodon? Yes. Yeah, at, at the end of that format where they went, you know, this is this got banned, it's probably okay. There's only a couple of weeks left. So let's let's unban it uh and you know, we'll we'll just see how it goes. So they've kind of done that but kind of the opposite here where they've gone, you know, format needs a shake up. They may have looked at the cards that were banned and went, you know, we'll keep Oko in in his box where he belongs. Yeah. Um but uh well let's, you know, let's let's ban some more um some more cards and I think and I kind of I did touch on this in, in a previous when we're talking about a previous format, but banning reclamation and and Teferi meant that you know cauldron familiar decks, you know the the red black sack or mm. the Jun sack decks were just going to skyrocket with the you know absolute you know massive trajectory to the top of the format. So let's talk about that for a second because both all, all the cards are so gross bile wreck and Teferi. We're all slated to rotate when Zendikar comes out. But Cat had another 12 months left to be thrown into an oven. Yep. It's miserable to play against. Agreed. It it, it has hella triggers uh, on, on the- Mm-hmm. And when we had Isaac on the on the car, so uh, for those who haven't listened, um, at the end of this cast, go back and listen to our interview with Isaac Egan, who uh, played the, uh, the players to a- to an undefeated uh, day one uh, and, you know, made the top eight with Jun Sack. And I asked him the question of, you know, playing that deck on Arena versus in real life, and he said it would be easier to play in real life because there's just less clicks, you know. Uh, it's it's time-consuming. Shorty, when his internet was bad, would often almost time out playing playing the deck because, you know, it takes so long and the, the overheads of the client are, uh, are real, right? Mm-hmm. So, fair enough. Um, maybe they need to have a look at some of the coding of their client, but uh, it's a lot easier to ban a card than you recode your whole client. <laughs> so, uh, there's, it, there's some logic here that they talk about. It's just the the actual interaction. So, they were talking about the fact that the deck was very consistently good and has been since the very start. Like, as soon as they, uh, as soon as, you know, the hive mind worked out that, core engine of cat oven priest of forgotten gods and mayhem mayhem that's the one that engine just hasn't gone away it's it's kind of ebbed and flowed but there have been people who have been like isaac right like diehard players well actually isaac wasn't a diehard player but it's just there are some people who 
love that deck and have done consistently really well with it for, for the whole time it's existed. And now that we've got kind of the lid lifted off standard by removing this super top end, it was, it was like you said, very clearly going to become instantly the very top deck. And now, dude, now what have we got? What is the top deck? What are people playing? Uh, it's Who knows? wide open. It is wide, <laughs> wide open. It really is. Uh, mono red and mono black aggro, I think a lot of people have just gone, oh, I'll just play that because people what? are going to be trying things. Mono green is particularly good still. Yeah, yep, that, that was always kind of bubbling there under the surface. Um, and I, I think, uh, was it Stu in the Discord? Just yep. jumped on for a casual 8-0 on ladder. Uh, got up to Diamond 1 at lunchtime today, so sure. good morning. Um, with Mono Green. So it's, yeah, definitely got some power. Saltai decks in best of three, I think, have got some merit. They lose Growth Spiral, but you could just play the Boreal Grazer. You know, if people are either going to try to go big uh, and, you know, with ramp strategies and still try to cultivate into Ugans. Uh, Casualties of War is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got Extinction Event and Eliminate to keep Mono Red in until you can get to your late game. Also, like Jor-El and um, Uro, so you can start making a bunch of cat tokens. I've also seen Sultai with Teferi 4. Yeah, so it'll yep, like, absolutely. It'll loot on your opponent's turn and make another cat. So this is, there's definitely a deck there. Absolutely. And look, losing Growth Spiral is definitely a, a thing, but I think the deck's still good enough, uh, especially while the format is, is having this bit of a shake-up. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know, mid-range creature decks uh, like 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 Jund, uh, maybe it's time for the the, the counters deck to, to be tried again, but the, I think the deck that benefits the most from these bands has got to be Teamer Adventures, right? I think so. It's basically been dead for a really long time, but we were we we're chatting about it, you know, in, in the Discord and just, you know, with ourselves. Like, that seems like the deck that immediately gets the biggest pickup from being like zero to huge in terms of it's now got the best long game and, and really good early game as well. You know, the um, Fae of Wishes comes down as a 1-4 on turn two, and then much later on you can blink it back to your hand and you can start wishing for things from your sideboard. It's got a really powerful engine, but it was just too slow. Turn, turn two Clover into, like, Double Stomp uh, yeah. is, a, is a pretty good way or to- Or Double Brazen Borrower. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really good way to, yeah, deal with those uh, aggressive starts, and then you can just go over the top from there. And, you know, if you were playing Team Arec and you're, you're sad about it, you know, your mana base port's pretty much straight over. So, um, you know, you get to use those wild cards that you've spent. Yeah, so, also Teamer Elementals is probably a thing again now as well. Oh, I'm happy about that. I, I do enjoy that deck. Yeah, so, I know a couple of... <laughs> Jay Mudd will be happy about that one. That's his, yeah, uh, his pet tech. We might start brewing up on that. I can hit five lands off Genesis Ultimatum all over again. Oh, great. yeah. So <laughs> have you seen everyone's favorite card coming back into action? Everybody's favorite card coming back into action. Uh-huh, yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean it seriously. Winota. Oh, yeah. Winota's Ma- got- Ma- yeah. Maru Winota lists are starting to pop up now. Yep. Now, they're, not, they're nowhere near as busted as they were, clearly. They're, they're playing a much fairer game, but free mana, man. We talked about this. I, I know, <laughs> right? More free creatures, right? So, it's, but, I mean, two weeks ago, that deck didn't exist. Or it just no. it, it existed and just was dismissed as not being good enough. It was, it so, was a bit of a meme. Yeah. A uh, you know bouncing around in mid platinum as I tend to do. 
Uh, I've run into a fair few of the the mono white, you know, Healer's Hawk, Ajani's Pride Mate, Heliod, Daxos decks, and mm-hmm. um, you know that's kind of the the you know that life gain, lots of triggers off your life gain, get giant creatures. They're all hard to kill. That kind of deck, uh, I think, has a, has a place in the metagame as well. You know, it stops uh, you know mono red from becoming the the best deck. But it loses to you know decks that just go well. Here's an Ugin. So yeah, it's it's. I think it's a, an important player in the metagame. Uh, I like it. I think it's it's a deck that attracts uh, newer players because they love gaining them lives. But it also has a lot of play with it, play to it. And you know, if you're a good pilot, you could also you know win with that uh, a fair bit. So yeah, there's there's a lot more diversity in in the format now because it used to be. You know, oh, yeah, I'll play this deck, but oh, I'm just going to lose to Teferi or I'm just going to, you know, the growth spiral decks just, they're too fast. You know, turn three Nissa, what do I do? Yeah, it's. I think one of the things that's really interesting is when we were talking about the current set M21, right? Was it M21? Yeah, they, they just got released. And it had all these big mythics like um, Elder Gargaroth is the card that I think of immediately. And during the, the podcast where we were looking at all of the released cards, we said, is this good enough for standard? And I said, no, because three fairy exists. It enters the battlefield. It costs you five mana. It doesn't do anything. That was it. it guess what? That's a card now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, and- it's it's actually like a legitimate thing to, to try and ramp into. And you don't have to- it, There's this whole subset of things that were completely repressed by the fact that they needed to have- a huge enter the battlefield effect to be viable to play against this super cheap interactive, you know, planeswalker. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy that it, there's all these cards that should have been good enough and just weren't. And now they've got a chance. Yeah, and some of them the window is small, but they, they've yeah. got a chance to be to be good. Uh, and you know, so people, you know, the brewers out there, the people that had these pet cards, or people that are just you know interested in in trying new things, they've got. You know this breath of fresh air, uh, you know, because the format's not stifled, uh, and there's also an opportunity for other players out there to go. Oh, everyone's going to be playing, you know, janky decks trying to do things. So I'm just going to jam mono red and you know work my way up the ladder, right? Sure. So, but my, I guess my point is like both ends of the spectrum. The players that are there to just get results, uh, and the players that are there to have fun are both enthused by these bandings. I think. So, yeah, on a whole, like some people will be sad that, you know, Reclamation's banned because they've been playing it for a while. Yeah. But I, I think even they know that, you know, it's the right thing. Well, the reason they're playing those guys is because they're busted. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and like busted know, stuff is fun. Don't get me wrong. Like some of our favorite things to do have been, you know, banned in, in formats because they're degenerate. And that's okay. You're allowed to like it. But you also have to understand that you've, you've run the risk. You've got to know what you're buying into, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, but yeah, look, I think it's I think it's good. We're not saying that, you know, standard is solved and there'll never be any more problems with the design and, and what Wizards have been up to. You know, clearly they've been, you know, under this new design philosophy and things are pushed. But, hey, we're happy that this is a thing we can do for a while. And give it a week. Next time we're here on the podcast, again, we'll be whinging about something because, you know, we're magic players. That's what we like to do. It's part of, part of the job, man. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the contract you sign when you become a con- – no, I can't even say it. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I refuse. I just, just, yeah. just look, I'll, I'll accept the title content creator as long as no one tries to call me an influencer. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. When, yeah. No. 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 None of that. But it's a, um, you know, it's, it's one of the things that people are passionate about the game, right? And that's yes. where it comes from. It, it comes from a place of passion. People like their decks. People have invested a lot of time and a lot of energy into, you know, a pile of cards or a pile of zeros and ones in their virtual cards. Mm-hmm. So people are going to get upset initially. And look, I, I've had whole decks banned uh, that I, you know, I think about them, you know, with great fondness and, you know, but, you know, even, even when I'm playing that deck, you know, in the back of your mind, you're going, I'm getting in while the getting's good here because I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Uh, and uh, yeah, you just know that, that that's going to happen. And, you know, some of these are a little bit of a surprise. Um, Cauldron Familiar, you know, is there something else they could have banned? Is there, you know, could they have banned the uh, Priest of Forgotten Gods? Or could they have banned something else and, you know, maybe people could still put cats in ovens? I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. Yeah. But, and look, the thing is, they've also shown that they're not averse to unbanning things. So maybe in six months' time when, when Zendikar is, you know, fully out and we've got whatever the next set is after that, then, like, maybe they unban it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I look, I don't mind, uh, and I think that's a good uh, a good philosophy. Banning cards was always a last resort from Wizards for for the longest time, and uh, there's been a, a, a shift in their approach and their philosophy there to uh, be a little more liberal with the bannings. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's good for the for the for the health of the format. It's good for people's engagement. And it's good for coverage of large events, all the rest of it. So uh, it gives. Content creators, um, things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we've, we're always busy. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I don't, uh, I don't mind it at all. So like, you know, keep doing what you're doing, wizards. You know, we're happy for you to push the envelope. That might mean you make mistakes, but if you're willing to then, you know, rectify them uh, in a timely manner. And look, we, it's not like people were calling, you know, baying for growth spirals blood for the last six months. It's I've been a, calling for Teferi ban for the last year. Yeah, but, you, you have know. been. You have been. But- <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's just a personal vendetta. You're anyway. t- taking full credit, yeah. Correct, correct. So, yeah, right. uh, so that's that's it. That's our bands. Jump on, play some ladder. It, it's it's time to brew. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, historic or, or standard. And, yeah, if you're um, if you're interested in Pioneer, now's the time to, you know, dust off the, the deck you wish you could have played and uh, jump in and have some fun in that format as well. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, speaking of people having their decks banned, we, we have a league running at the moment and it's it's our standard league and it's kind of, we're about halfway through now, I think. It'll finish up kind of in the, towards the, the end of August. But I was trying to tee up some matches uh, this week and one of the people in my, um, in Group D came back and said, yeah, um, all my decks got hit. <laughs> so, I'm scrambling to find something new to put together. So, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, but um, yeah, if if you're interested in playing a free league, as we mentioned at the start, we've got some, you know, we've got what, $250 cash prizes and we've got a bunch of packs and we've got gems and, you know, individual card rewards and things. So, it's, yeah, it's a lot a, of fun. There's a full box of M21. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. So, yeah. and, and that's uh, given to us for the league by, by the sponsors that we mentioned at the start, uh, Josh and Pat. Uh, yeah. MPG Bazaar. So, yeah. We're yeah halfway through this league. We'll do some coverage for mm-hmm. the finals, uh, and then there'll be one more league uh, towards the end of the year, and and then then what comes after that, Cracker? 
We have. <laughs> I still can't believe we have this. We're, we're having an invitational. So good. It's so good. So uh, how that works is your results from previous leagues are, uh, you know, your accrue points and you'll there'll be a, a small field, limited qualifiers, invitational event, uh, prizes to be determined, but we're seeing some things come in. We've had some cards donated and uh, there's been some purchases made by the beans and you know uh i'm sure i'm sure there'll be some sponsorship in in some mm-hmm. uh shape or form as well so this uh it's going to be worth your while so if you're playing in the league and you haven't played all the matches really awful uh get onto it and uh if you've not played any of our leagues and you are in, interested in the invitational there will be another league uh in sort of september, september october yeah yep. september october uh and then uh yeah uh, if you do well in that one, uh, you still uh, still may qualify for the uh, for the invitational, and that is based on uh, so yourself, Stu, and Shorty currently sitting with qualification, but you're going to pass down your your qualifications because you know don't want to play in the. Well, we're going to talk about that event. because I've seen some of the prizes, and I'm actually pretty keen to maybe just see if I can <laughs> <laughs> spike it somehow. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe. I'll, I'll take that jewel land, man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So it's a uh, – but, yeah, well, that's a – yeah. So get on. Free, free The leagues are free to enter. Uh, they're really fun. Like, the, the community is really good. Um, Shorty, Stu, myself, even even you've tried now uh, your hand at streaming the matches so you can, mm-hmm. you know, you could get to uh, get to smash us while, uh, while the, the internet is watching, which is great. Uh, and then, yeah, leading into an invitational, which will be a yearly event. Uh, so if, uh, if you're not able to get onto this one, have a, have a look in, um, you know, January or February when we'll kick it off again and, and lead into, to next year's series as well. So yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. So get on it, everybody. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. This is all run through our Discord, by the way. I know we've kind of touched on it a couple of times. If you want to come hang out, we have channels for every different type of format of magic and, you know, other games as well. So if you want to just come hang out, we've got a really sweet group of people that are happy to talk magic and nonsense at all times of the day because we have people from all over the world in our Discord, which blows my mind that we have people in like Germany and Ireland and the USA and the UK and all over Adelaide. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adelaide, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we need to count those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, they're, they're, they're all right. right. They're, they're, right. they're, they're, they're good guys. They are, definitely. We've- uh, but yeah, it's 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 a really good little community that we've got going on there. So come and hang out, come and join us. It's good fun. Uh, if you want to find us anywhere else, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Magic Beans Cast. We're pretty consistent across the board everywhere there. If you search it, you will find us or check the show notes. There'll be links to all that stuff in there. If you want to find me personally, I am at Joel Hill underscore and Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy your brewing and we will catch you all very soon.